You're listening to The Influencer Podcast, episode number 32. Before we dive in, I want to give my warm appreciation to our reviewer of the week, and that is Suburban Mango. And she says, invaluable insight. I am a newbie blogger, and I started it as a not-so-serious side hobby, but I'm quickly finding myself more and more intrigued by the business side of being an influencer. I just discovered this podcast and could not be happier that I found it. Well, thank you so much, Suburban Mango. I am so glad that this podcast is helping you. I want to hear from more of you who listen in each week, so make sure to subscribe to the Influencer Podcast over on iTunes and give us a review so I can highlight your review in an upcoming episode. Make sure to screenshot this episode on your phone right now and tag me on your Instagram story at Joel Solomon and hashtag the influencer podcast to let me know that you're joining in today, as you know that I love to share your screenshots on my story too. Last week, Forbes magazine Tom Ward told us how to cut through the noise and build an influence that is worth a brand's investment. This week, strategist and my own personal project manager, the fabulous D. Reller, guides us through mapping out a super successful and profitable holiday sales strategy as a blogger. Ladies, you are not going to want to miss this one. Get out your pen and pads and get ready to dive deep. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist, takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, bloggers, and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Hi, Influencers, and welcome to this week's episode. You may not know the name of my guest today yet as someone that is an online influencer, but she is definitely a fantastic influencer behind the scenes and really has a prominent influence on my influence and what I do in my business. D Reller is my project manager and is really the crux that keeps my business, including this podcast, flowing in, in, a, in, in a really productive way. D essentially is my boss and I love that and I wouldn't have it any other way. D is a launch strategist, project manager, and business coach for women entrepreneurs. And prior to starting her own business, D spent most of her professional career as a project manager in information technology, where she tapped into her ability to create big picture strategy while honing her attention to detail to successfully lead high visible projects with budgets over $10 million. And while Dee had a successful career, she reached a crossroads in her life, really wanting more fulfillment and believing that there had to be something more out there that she was meant to do. So three and a half years ago, she left her six-figure job. She became a digital nomad and enrolled in the IPEC training program to become a coach. It was not a smooth transition for her. As with many entrepreneur pursuits, it did take her time to kind of find her footing, which I know that we talk a lot about that in this in this podcast. So always having had a unique ability to really see the big picture, which is what she is so fantastic at, and understand people's visions and the possibilities in them, as well as all the details that it takes to make them a reality, Dee finally found a way to take that unique ability, merge her experience as a project manager with her training as a coach and knowledge of online business to help women successfully 
successfully launch brilliance and big ideas online. As a launch strategist and project manager for multiple six and seven figure entrepreneurs and influencers, she helps women create change and impact in the world. And the women she works on rely on her wisdom and expertise. Yes, we do. And have referred to her as their calm in the storm, as her, as their second brain and as their secret weapon, which coincidentally also happens to be her fascination archetype. So the launches that she has worked on have generated over a million dollars in combined revenue in the last year alone. And she's on a mission to help even more women launch their big, brilliant ideas and make an impact so that they too may live a fulfilled and liberated life. So it was really important for me to bring someone from my team on the podcast that could really share with you guys the secrets to kind of how we make things work. And a lot of times I am a firm believer in kind of knowing what you're an expert in and really bringing in the other experts to to kind of fulfill the big picture. And Dee does that for me in so many ways when it comes to strategy and project managing. managing. So today, Dee is going to dive into why having a vision is so important, really going to give us the overview of goal setting and three things that we must do to get a strategy in place. And then we are going to give you a step-by-step roadmap, kind of an example to strategy here on building a killer blogger-based holiday sales and growth strategy. So I'm super excited to have her on today. Hello, Dee, and thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Julie. I'm so excited to be here. Me, me too. So why don't we kind of go ahead and dive in? I know that I gave a ton of your background, um, but if you want to kind of share anything else that really um, kind of lights your fire when it comes to the whole idea of strategy and vision, why it's so important, and kind of go ahead and touch on those three things that you that you know from your expertise that we influencers that are listening today must do to get a good, solid strategy in place. So one of the things that I really love about what I do, and it's probably my absolute favorite thing that I do with the women that I work with is kind of that initial, what I call biz storming, um, about what it is that they want to be, um, launching, creating, or, um, strategies they want to put in place for the year. Um, brainstorming is just one of the things that I love. I love listening to like what the entrepreneur wants to create and just tag teaming and having just a really awesome brainstorming session where all of the ideas flow. Um, because then we can start to put all the pieces together in terms of how do we actually go about creating, um, the vision and the actual implementation of those ideas. So, um, when it comes to strategy, I typically start out with three different things, three steps that I ask in those first initial conversations when we're looking at a project or an overall plan for the year. Um, and so the first step would be their vision, And, um, whether that be like the vision for the year for their business, whether it's a vision for a quarter or a season in their business, or it's a vision for a particular project. So that's where we first start. And what does that really, like when you say vision, um, I know that you have two other things, but when you say vision, what does that really mean? Because I think that a lot of listeners at least have come to me to say, you know, 
I think I have a vision or like, I know that I want to do fashion blogging or I know that I want to do X, Y, and Z, but, but what does that really mean to you in terms of success and getting really clear on what you need to do in order to get there with that word vision? So when somebody comes and says that they, that they want to do X, Y, and Z, or they want to be a fashion blogger, I want to know why, like, what is it that makes up that vision, right? Like, why do they want to be a fashion blogger? Like why, you know, why do they want to serve the people that they serve? Why do they want to blog about what it is that, that they're doing? Because the why is going to actually inform some of the strategy around the vision as we go to put a plan together. So, um, if it's, you know, they just love fashion and they want to be in that world. Or if they have, um, a particular project that they want to launch, like a course or something that they want to launch. I want to understand why do you want to do that? What is, what's the impact it's going to make in the world? Um, and that's where you start to really dig into the details of vision. Like I know a lot of people do vision boards and and things like that, but those can be like very, um, like they can be a fun activity and then they hang on somebody's walls, but they don't actually, there's nothing that actually tangible comes out of it. Mm. If, if you don't put the why behind it and then you put the, um, plan in place to implement it. Mm, That's such a great takeaway because I, I do think that there's a lot of people out there. And I, I think specifically listeners that they feel like, okay, well, I created this vision board, so I'm good, but it's really like, okay, now how do you take that vision board off the board and actually apply it to your business? Um, you yeah, know, it, exactly. it's, to me, it's just kind of a reminder. It's not really like the crux of like, what's going to make the business grow. Right. And the vision is like, I kind of like to think of the vision as it's that initial directional of where you want to go. You, you like, um, say you're going to take a driving trip from, um, New York to Yellowstone, right? You, you need, you need a map, right? But you need the destination so you can fill in the route in between. Right. Right. That's such a great visual example that you just gave too. Um, I love that. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on so you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff, and it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business 
business for sponsoring the show. Um, okay. So with vision, we talked about, that's kind of like your, your, the number one thing that you must do to get a strategy in place. What would you say is number two? So number two is, um, we need to understand like who is the audience that you're going to be serving with whatever it is that we're, um, creating or planning for and what is the result or outcome that, um, they're going to get from either your services, your, um, program, your courses, um, the information that you put out online, like what are they going to get? Because that again is going to inform what has to go into the plan. So, what, who your audience is and what they're going to get from it. And then sort of the third piece of that is what are your goals and what do you want out of it? So, um, and goals can be like, they can be monetary goals. They could be, um, like, uh, new subscribers to your list. Um, they could be a certain number of of sales or certain number of leads. Like it, we, we want to look at your numbers. You need to know your numbers when you're kind of going into a strategy. And so you could have, I guess, kind of a few different strategies, like a few different legs, if you will, because if I'm saying, you know, you know, I need, I need this audience because the result or the outcome that I'm wanting them to get from me is inspiration. And then my goal for that would be in order to grow my following. So that could be one. But then if I have a goal to convert in terms of units or sales, then maybe that result or or outcome may not be to inspire, but maybe more to like educate or provide or I mean, is that does that am I kind of hitting the mark there with thinking like you may have a couple of different strategies within one bigger strategy? Yeah. Like, especially when it comes to your numbers, because, um, say you've got, like, say you're going to go into the holiday season and you want a certain number of goals, whether that be, um, brand merchandise you're promoting or a course that you're selling and you know that you want a certain number of sales and there's like typical conversion rates and things like that in, in the industry. And so based on like your following or your subscribers, you can kind of back into that. Well, if you don't have the numbers to even do those conversions, then we know that we need to back out the strategy even further to start doing lead generation. Gotcha. Okay. So that's what I want us to kind of dive into, um, today. I want you to really kind of lay it out. Um, and I'm super excited about this cause I've never done this on the show yet. And I think we're about to have a lot of fun, but, um, <laughs> I want to kind of go ahead and, and do like a mock holiday strategy. So let's say that someone named, you know, Allison has come to you and she is a fashion blogger and she wants to make sure that this upcoming holiday strategy, this upcoming holiday season as a fashion blogger, she really knocks it out of the park. She wants to make sure that she's doing everything that she can on her website in terms of optimizing everything she can with SEO, everything that she can with social media, everything that she can with potential affiliate brands that she works with. She wants to make sure that she's hitting the mark on every angle possible to one, of course, monetize and and make money during the holiday season and B, build more of an awareness and more of a growth to make sure that people are coming to her for the must have, you know, information and looks and styles that they need for the holiday season. So, um, can we just kind of like, like roll this out and see like what we come up with? 
Yeah, because the third step of the strategy is really taking those first two pieces and reverse engineering because like the vision and your results and outcome and and your goals, those are kind of like the foundational pieces that we need to reverse engineer a strategy and what I like to call a um, customer journey or your customer's um, treasure map that you lay out for your um for your clients or your customers. Okay. And so, so, and revert, and what do you mean by reverse engineer? What does that mean? So it's kind of like, you know, where you want to go. So, so like we know that we wanted to drive to Yellowstone, right? So now we want, so how do we get there from, from New York to, to Yellowstone, right? Like what are, what are the steps in between? So we're just going to say like, that's our end goal. Or like you said, like we've got a blogger who wants to knock the holiday season out of the park. So that's end goal. So we need to kind of reverse engineer that. So one of the first things that I would say is, okay, so where are you right now? What are your current numbers in terms of your following what do you or don't you already have set up on your website? What content do you already have in inventory, like assets in inventory that can be utilized so that we know like what you already have versus what has to be created? Gotcha. Okay. So can we, can I just like do like a little makeup thing, like mock-up situation? Okay. So let's say that I know that what I have already is, you know, obviously a website, I have social media traction and engagement. Um, I may or may not have data from last season. Okay. You know, that could be kind of an option. Um, but I do know that, that the way in which I convert the most is I use affiliate links a lot during the holiday season. And you know, obviously what I mean by that is that let's say I do a photo shoot in a really pretty dress with like a, you know, a furry vest. And then I would post that out on my blog and on my Instagram. And I could either do that through an an array of different ways, just from a creative design standpoint. Um, so that's going to be one way that I'm going to generate a money is, is through those affiliate links. Another way that I could do that is straight, you know, like brand to brand deals. Um, and then the other thing is, um, really making sure that I'm focusing in on those big peak moments like black Friday, cyber Monday, um, you know, really making sure that I'm planning ahead with my calendar to make sure that I hit those really top tier selling days or selling weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, like you're going to want to, obviously you're going to want to plan out, um, the outfit and the photography, right. And the content that you're going to, that you're going to use leading into those big days. Right. Okay. So you're going to, um, figure out when you're doing those, your photo shoot, right. Figuring out, um, and maybe you're going to batch, especially going into the holiday season. Batching is a great concept. So, um, figure out like all the different things that you like all the different affiliate things that you want to do or all the different things that you want to be selling during the holiday season. Right. Okay. And then batch your, batch your photos. Right. And then batch your graphics, batch your, um, so do your photos one day, uh, do all of your graphics another day, do all of your copy, um, that that you're going to do. And then, so that's kind of like, I'll call those your assets. You're pulling all of your assets together, right? And you're going to plan those on your calendar. Okay. 
And then you know what your big days are, right? So you've you've got like Black Friday, you've got Small Business Saturday, you've got Cyber Monday, right? And Mm -hmm. so what in terms of like laying out your content on your calendar. So let's just say you're going to take those two months, let's say November and December, you're going to lay out the calendar, right? Right. So leading into Black Friday, what kind of information and education do does your audience needs to be prepared to make those purchases on those days? So right. d- depending on what what it is that you're actually offering, like what do they need to do, need to know? Because there's a lot of people that are going to research what they want to purchase prior to ever even getting to Black Friday, right? Because like I I always know that like you know if I'm if I'm a fashion blogger really wanting to knock Black Friday out of the park, I don't want to wait until Black Friday to actually start sharing the content. Um, exactly. I know in the past what I've done, I've actually created hidden pages that are not linked on like kind of drafted pages, if you will, on the back end of my website. And then, or I'll do it to basically my, my main navigation bar at the top. So that way I can just add them to the menu as we get closer and closer to those peak days. And I think that that's, you could kind of just batch those out and have exactly. them ready to go. So it- so if you're batting all of your content, um, which I'll group content in terms of your photos, your graphics, your, your copy, right? If you're batching all of that stuff together, then you can actually batch putting those pages together and doing like what you said, which is just click those pages and hide them so that when it actually comes to the days where you want to put them out, all you have to do is turn them on basically, right? So that, so that they're so that they're visible. Um, and there may be days ahead of time, right. That you want to put additional content out because you won't necessarily put the sale links out, but you want to put content out that gives them the research information that they want, or that actually teases what you're going to have coming. Gotcha. And if I'm wanting to, to make sure that this is all like good to go, really, you know, cyber week is usually that last week of November. I'm going to want to really start doing this like now, like the last week of October, first week of November. Yes. To get this mm-hmm. going. Okay. Um, I remember another thing that I've kind of learned throughout my years of blogging and doing this that I figured out was so important too. Um, and you may be able to kind of help us navigate this as well in just terms of like laying it all out and planning it correctly is really using... Um, keywords and like searching Google for certain kinds of keywords or certain kinds of products or um, types of clothing or just trends that are going to be really big for the season. So, you know, for example, like over the knee boots are usually a really big you know, uh, product for the season in terms of sales, faux fur jackets, bomber jackets, those kinds of things. Is that something that should, should this kind of research also be batched out as well? Like, like three, four weeks prior to launch. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So when you know what it is that you're going to, when you're going to sell, right, then Mm -hmm. you can start doing the, um, research for your keywords and your long tails, uh, so that you can, because you're going to use them, um, in your SEO on your site, because there's obviously the holiday season is such a really large search, um, period. Right. Um, I think they, I think they said that, um, the week of 
uh, Thanksgiving, like doubles the amount of searches for certain things that, you know, normally throughout the rest of the year, um, you know, it's, it's half of that. So there's so much searching going on the web and you want to make sure that you've got the exact keywords so that you're going to come up when people are searching for those hot items. And especially like, um, if you're planning on doing any kind of reviews on products or things like that, you want to make sure that you've got things included that people might be searching for, like the best or the, or the top or the, um, you know, things like that, that are very common searches when somebody's looking for specific like holiday gifts and things like that. Gotcha. So it's like holiday gift guide. I mean, not only do people actually create holiday gift guides, but that actual phrase holiday gift guide is going to be one that is probably searched a lot or Christmas presents or, um, gifts for her, gifts for him, gifts for mom, like all of those that we kind of see, um, when we're searching, Mm -hmm. you know, as well. Okay. Got it. Um, is it also important to, and I guess this is still thinking like where we are right now, which is end of October, early November, just start really planning out. Cause you talked about, you need to plan out the content that you're creating, but then also kind of, um, scheduling how, how you want to do that. So it's like, you know, do I want to talk about, you know, a roundup of the best gift ideas, or do I actually want to do some kind of, you know, uh, makeup glitter eyeshadow tutorial, or am I going to be doing some kind of top trending recipe for the holiday season? Um, is it also kind of important to, to really get that content figured out, for those next two months as well. And then should you look at it based on like, kind of like a a weekly, I mean, obviously this is going to depend on how much this person posts. Um, but should you really have it kind of organized and planned out based on, you know, the weeks when those keywords are popular, like you said, and really go ahead and start to get some of that social media batched out as well. So you can kind of just stay on top of all of this and you don't miss any of these opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not like, um, it's not like it's going to be, you want a strategy going into those two months. So there's going to be specific times, even within those two months that searches for different things are, are going to be higher. Um, so like, let's just say like recipes, for example, um, I think pie recipes the week of, of Thanksgiving are higher than any other time of the year. The three days after Thanksgiving, um, uh, recipes for Thanksgiving leftovers are big. You're going to have times like the, after Christmas where um, glitter eyeshadow might be um, a really high search because people are getting ready for New Year's Eve parties and things like that. Right. So there are going to be different weeks. Um, like at the beginning of December, there's all kinds of like holiday parties and things like that. So different cocktail dresses and, 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 and things like that might be appropriate for that time. So you're really going to want to understand based on what it is that you are going to be selling, when are going to be the key times in those two months. And you want to be able to plan out when you're going to do those. Okay. And so when we plan out in terms of like your holiday calendar, you want to, you want to plan it out really until like after new year's Eve and you want to make sure that you're hitting all of those points. Pretty. Yeah, because, yeah, because depending on what you're selling, I mean, there's even going to be the, you know, um, after New Year's Day 
um, sales and, and things like that, specials and things like that too. Okay. Um, and then when it comes to kind of now we've got the strategy in place, we have a really good idea of the content that we're going to create. We know how we're going to incorporate that, you know, in our blog, whether, you know, seasonal decor, gift guides, holiday outfits, beauty products, all of that sort of stuff. Um, and, um, and really going on now to promoting it. How can we kind of think of strategy in a way of promotion so it leads to more conversion and it leads to more awareness? So I think we talked about this a little bit um, at the beginning is based on what you're going to sell and when it falls into your calendar, like what kind of lead up time does your, does your audience need in order to be ready to, to buy, right? So do they need some education on the particular, the particular options in, in that category or do they need to see a couple reviews or do they need to see some tutorials on those before you're actually wanting them to buy those. So that, that week leading up to when you want them to start to buy those, what has to be in your promotional calendar or do you need to be doing, um, Instagram stories or something on, on those products leading up to it. So you really want to like, once you know what you're going to sell and where they fall in the calendar, then you want to kind of reverse engineer. So you want to back into, okay, what content do I need to put out and how many days prior, how much information prior to them buying do I need to share so that they're ready to buy? Okay. Gotcha. Um, I think that that's so important too, because then that's going to kind of help you start to lay out your, your content really most importantly on your social media and on your website. Um, cause I know that yes. when it comes to the holidays more than anything, people need it to be simple. If you, if you want them to buy from you, instead of going to the thousands of other fashion bloggers or beauty bloggers that they could go to for holiday strategy, you have to make sure that your site is, is a truly just concise and simple shopping destination for them. So I know, um, you know, if you are someone listening that listens to an affiliate links, incorporating those affiliate links in codes and kind of even batching those. I mean, I know that you can go, if you use the shop style platform or the reward style platform, you can go on to their backend dashboard and go ahead and get those, some of those codes laid out and batched out for you. And then you'll also want to search like sale alerts, any kind of promo codes, shipping, I know is a big time for the holiday season because any place that's going to offer free shipping, that's going to be a major perk for a potential buyer. So I think it's also like thinking about things like that, just those extra little perks that you can offer to your reader to make sure that your website is kind of their one-stop shop destination. And it's easy to, and it's easy to follow information, right? Like if you're doing reviews or something, you know, make them really easy and concise, you know, why and, um, because, you know, people are, sh- they've got a lot of shopping to do, or they've got a lot of people to buy for, you know, they want that qu- quick consumable, like, why should I buy this kind of stuff? Um, but yeah, get grabbing all of those links and all of that stuff ahead of time and putting that with your content. So when it's time to go live, you, you've got a very simple process to make it go live. And something else I want to make sure that we touch on just because I think it's important, especially, and I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier about any, anybody that's listening that, that, that might have done some holiday, um, plugs in previous years. It's really important to kind of go back to your old holiday posts or, or really kind of 
research a lot of your data from the year prior or your insights and analytics from the year prior, because what you may also find that could help you kind of simplify the strategy is, let's say, for example, that um, gift guides just don't really sell well for you. You know, let's say that you did, you spent all this time in Photoshop doing this like flat lay design of, you know, your top your top 10 gifts under $20 and it just didn't sell well. But the clothes that you actually wore on your back sold very well. So maybe this year you would focus more on, you know, setting up photo shoots for wearing actual clothes and producing that kind of content instead of spending all of your time doing the flat lay designs or something like that. Absolutely. And if you didn't happen to do, if you didn't happen to do this last season, but you've been doing stuff in between, you can also look at the data on your post, you know, over the last six months and just see what your, your audience really responded to and how that correlates to what you want to sell during this season. Oh yeah. That's a really good idea too. I like that. Um, a lot of people ask me too, when it comes to going back to kind of content, thinking of different things to actually create. And I know that that a lot of times it really goes back to, well, who is your audience and what is it that they're really looking for? Um, but I think that, you know, just doing a quick, um, Google trends search, you know, that we talked about earlier of not only some of the top keywords or some of the, you know, big trends that could be happening like New Year's Eve parties, but also kind of fashion trends and what tends to kind of be a top seller too. Um, So we had mentioned that a little bit earlier, um, but I wanted to make sure to kind of remind people that are listening to, to use that opportunity as a way to make sure that you're plugging those in. And then another one that um, I think is a big takeaway is, um, kind of what Dee just touched on when you're going back to your analytics and your data, um, go back to kind of see what retailers sell really well for you. Um, if you're someone who your audience really loves it when you talk about items from Nordstrom or from Sephora or, or from ShopBop and those do really well from you, then you may want to kind of simplify some of the batching and the research for yourself and, and really target some of those sites that either do really well for you or maybe some of the sites that just make it really easy to return things like Amazon or sites that offer the free shipping. Yeah, free shipping is definitely a big a big draw. Yes. Um, so do you, do you have any tips on what, how could someone make the experience, you know, we know kind of how they can make the, the experience unique on their blog. What are some strategy things that they could do to make the experience, a holiday experience unique to their, to their social media, whether that's just the Instagram post or the Facebook post or the Pinterest post, or maybe if that's kind of incorporating some more like, you know, Instagram lives or Instagram stories and things like that. Is there kind of a, you know, any ideas that you have that they could use that to really make it um, a one-stop shop there for their audience as well? So I think social media, you can look at social media in terms of some of this kind of stuff, especially, you know, for the bloggers as, as mini blogging and kind of teasing what's on your, um, on your blog and what you want to be promoting. And so on social media, just really giving them, um, visuals, obviously, um, but also live video. So you could do little stories as that are kind of like teasing the content that you're putting together. Um, obviously many little, um, 
videos or taking a clip of a video that you've done and, and teasing it out. So it, it's like using Instagram or even, um, Facebook live, or I know a lot of your audience is on Instagram. So, um, using Instagram as a way to give them the visuals and the quick insights and the quick teases that brings them over to, to your site where they want to know more. So you want to make what you're putting on, um, social media, really enticing that makes them want to take that action to go find out more. Gotcha. Um, I like that. I like that you use the word teasing because I think a lot of times people will just kind of put everything on the Instagram or on the Instagram story, even if they do the swipe up feature. What I would encourage people to do this Hollywood, this holiday season, instead of telling people like, okay, oh, you know, I just got this great turtleneck. It's super cozy. Swipe up to get it. Instead of swiping up straight to Nordstrom or straight to your affiliate link that leads to Nordstrom, have it swipe up to your blog. That way you're driving traffic back there and you're going to get more eyes there. And then they, they might start to see other items on your blog that they like and that they want to purchase that they never would have seen if you just take them straight to the Nordstrom link. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I think that it's really, I think that the holiday time is actually a really fantastic opportunity to tease things out, to really bring it to your blog or bring it back to your blog more so than, than any other time of the year. Um, you can really, yeah, you can really think of ways to make your blog kind of like the holiday headquarters, so to speak, Um, which I love. So I want to talk a little bit about leveraging the newsletter because I, I sign up to a lot of bloggers newsletters. So sometimes I'll see a lot of bloggers, whether it's, you know, throughout the year, different holiday seasons, things like that, they'll really hit the mark with this. And then I'll see some people not really hit the mark with this. So, um, I can talk about different newsletter ideas, but I would love to know from you, Dee, like what are, what are some strategy ways in which someone listening could really leverage their newsletter to make a lot of impact this holiday season? Yeah. So one of the, one of the things is that, you know, we all know that there's just a ton of, ton of information and there's so many people trying to build their lists and things like that. So you have to really offer content on your newsletter that they're not going to get in potentially other areas, um, like your social media or your blog. So maybe your, your, um, newsletter is just going to have like a different inside peek at something or like you offer them, um, like you reveal things in your newsletter before you reveal it any anywhere else. So, and, and, and communicating that to your people on your social media and on your blog, that that's why they want to sign up for your newsletter. The other thing that I was going to say when we were just talking about social media, but I'll say it here because it kind of applies is I know a lot of people on Instagram use, um, like link tree for, you know, different things, um, because you only have one link in your profile. And so they'll use it for, um, different offerings that they have or different freebies or, or whatever. Yep. I would rather see you put a link in your profile that links to a resource page or um, that has all of those links on it 
um, versus using Linktree because then you can utilize like Facebook pixels for ads and things. When people are going to this page, you can't do that when they're going to Linktree. Okay. So that's interesting. So you're saying kind of like on the back end, create a resource page and that can kind of be like, you're kind of creating your own version of Linktree for yourself and kind of what you need to promote. Exactly. Because then you can really retarget those people that have gone to your website from that link where you can't do that, um, with people that you're sending to Linktree. Okay. And I loved what you said about kind of giving them something that maybe, you know, like a a first look at my holiday uh, dining room decor, you know, but you're only showing the first look on the newsletter. Yeah. Um, Think of it as like your VIP list. You know what I mean? Where you're going to treat them special and you want to communicate that to people on social media and on your blog that your newsletter is your VIP peeps and they're going to get early access or more access to to different things, which gives them the incentive to actually sign up for it. Gotcha. And then again, like kind of just going back, um, I always love to like bring it back to the idea of batching because I think that it can be so helpful. Um, Kind of scheduling out your newsletter ideas and the actual like titles and topics that you want to create and then how that's going to plug back, you know, how that's going to then tease over to social media or tease over to your blog. That can all be, again, scheduled out and batched out kind of during this time for the next four to eight weeks. Yes, absolutely. And I don't know if you were going to bring this up, but I know we've talked about kind of a lot of different batching and pulling together a lot of different content and your resources and SEO. Um, and it may seem like we've kind of um, dropped a lot on you. You're going to need a system to actually help you organize and house this stuff. So, um, most of my clients, I use Asana with them. I use that with Julie. We plan out everything in Asana in terms of what has to be done where. And you can use Asana to, you can have projects for brainstorming. You can use Asana in so many different ways. But if Asana is not your thing, you could use Trello. You're going to need some kind of a system Uh to keep all of this stuff organized in and also um, put assignments and dates for either you and or your team for these different things so that you're ready for everything that you're planning out. Yes. And I love that you brought it up because this is kind of like a great strategy secret um, that I, that I, that you do that I love that you do and that you've taught me so much about that, you know, no matter how big or small, if you're a one man, a one woman show, one man show, or, you know, you have, you have a virtual team or a big team or whatnot, having an assist, you know, having a system, like she said, whether it's just asana.com, which is, there's a paid version, but then there's also a free version, which is what I use, or using a Trello or using a Planoly for Instagram, having something that, that you kind of that you schedule out and you kind of task to yourself kind of makes that your boss and it makes you accountable to have to get it done. And another thing that I love to do just from a visual organization standpoint is color code it. Yes. I love using the tags in Asana. I use different tasks for different things because it, it helps me with, um, seeing things on the calendar, like especially when it comes to batching, right? You could 
see what's coming up for like a masterclass or you can see what's coming up for a newsletter or you photo shoot or, you know, things like that. You can color code um, and you can see it in a calendar view. It also helps when when we might be searching for something um, using all of that. And Asana also integrates with with a lot of things. We integrate it with your Google calendar so you can see it, so you can see tasks um, that are coming due in Asana right on your Google calendar. Mm, yep. It's so good. Um, okay. So we've talked strategy. We've talked about content. We've talked about the consistency of posting and how to get that scheduled out. We've talked about, you know, what you should focus on in terms of the steals, the deals, the the freebies, the free shipping, anything that's going to really attract the eye of the, of the potential consumer. Um, obviously keywords, how to search for them, how to really use them to your benefit, um, visuals and graphics, and really just kind of, that's really just you knowing your blog and knowing your audience and knowing what, what works well for you. Another thing that, um, I think is so important during this time of year. And this kind of goes back to to strategy is really making sure that your site is mobile friendly. As I know that a lot of people tend to, you know, especially during the holiday season, we're going to have that, you know, just impulse buying thing happening. So you may even want to run. And I think that you can just Google it. I don't know it off the top of my head. Maybe you do D, but there's, there's free software um, out there that will allow you to kind of do a test of how mobile friendly your site is. And you can, you can figure out ways to, to try to make it even more mobile friendly if it's, if the, if the testing's coming back low. Yeah, I don't have a link right handy, but you can just search for like um, mobile optimization, uh, depending on what you're trying to uh, mobile optimize. Obviously, your website, um, your blog post, and things like that. But just search for mobile op- optimization. Optimization. If you're using any kind of landing pages, they usually have a desktop view and a um, mobile view that you can actually. Um, have different things for each of those views. Gotcha. Awesome. Okay. Well, I wanted to kind of give some of the people that are listening, you know, whether they're first time bloggers, they haven't really kind of done all of this, just some kind of content ideas really quickly that I've seen has have worked well in the past. And you can kind of take these ideas and then take what we've talked about a lot today and kind of implement them together. So um, trends, of course, that you're going to see really every year, office parties, family dinners and gatherings, holiday dinner parties with friends, New Year's Eve parties, holiday brunches, how to go from office party to going out with your friends at night for a holiday party, travel outfits. Um, Those are all kind of trends that we see around the holiday season in terms of themes. And then you've got, you know, uh, fashion trends, which are always, you know, platform boots. We talked about over the knee boots earlier, bomber jackets, embellished sweaters, faux fur jackets, leather jackets, um, beanies, booties, scarves, turtlenecks are always a big one. Um, Beauty products, travel kits are a big, big one um, because people are obviously traveling Mm -hmm. and they're great stocking stuffers. So that's another reason why those do really well. Fragrance fragrance sets, uh, candle sets do really well. Um, Lipstick colors for winter. Um, Smoky eyes for holiday parties. Those are really good beauty products that people love um, to cover. 
And, um, and then in terms of, um, kind of ideas for either blog post ideas or newsletter post ideas, um, must haves, holiday must haves are always a big one. Best gifts under X amount of dollars. So you could do under a hundred, under 50. Um, one year I did a 12 days of Christmas and every day I started with, with best gifts under 50 and then I kept going down. And so at the end, I think it was like best holiday gifts under $5 or something, but people like that just because it's, yeah, it's just fun content and ways that you can kind of like figure out ways to use a bunch of kind of different products. And that way you're kind of appealing to various price points instead of just one. Um, of course, holiday beauty tutorials are always a big one. Um, first looks are great. And then um, New Year's Eve dresses, um, holiday party dresses, Thanksgiving, how to kind of plan it out. I know that a lot of people love to kind of see the layout of people's tablescapes during the holidays. Yes. So that could be another good idea for you guys if decor and DIY is something that you really love to do. Um, so that's another another really good idea. And then in terms of um, content ideas for social media, um, you know, Dee really talked about offering the teasers, which it was, is so is so great. Um, you know, incorporating the snaps that we talked about earlier, um, and then sharing your beauty routine. You can do that on on Instagram stories or snaps. Um, another one that I love, a, a great idea, and I think that this works really well depending on how engaged your audience is with you. But having your audience help you pick the best you know, holiday party lipstick or holiday party outfit or the best gift to give to your mom or what jacket you're going to be wearing that night. Just ways to kind of figure out to bring your audience in and make them part of the conversation, I think works really good. And then I've also seen people take their audience shopping with them, um, which is also a, a really fun way to kind of do it. And then I always love to see like stocking stuffers and then another big one that we see, and this is actually good specifically for live videos, are the unwrapping. People love yeah. to see the unwrapping of boxes and, and things like that. So um, I hope that this kind of helps you guys not only give you a ton of really great strategy ideas that Dee laid out, but really giving you guys some actual content that you could implement and take and use with you today. Um, so Dee, did you have anything else to add in terms of the of the content or, or a way to kind of really really wrap wrap this up in a holiday bow for us <laughs> <laughs> um I think the one thing that you and I have talked about that that we didn't really mention is that while the holiday is a really you know the biggest um season in terms of probably your audience in terms of monetization but bloggers and brand influencers can really create a, a, a true business out of this with having a strategy. So you can take these, this framework of strategy that we've talked about and, and apply this to your whole year, because there's obviously other seasons through the year that are going to be good for your business and your audience. So you can take the same concepts that we've talked about, and you can really lay out a strategy for your whole year, um, because you, you can truly make a, a business out of this, but you have to implement and plan out. You have to plan out and you have to implement a strategy versus kind of flying by the seat of your pants with what it is that you're offering. And if, and if a year sounds really overwhelming to the listener, how could they break that down? Would you, would you suggest every quarter? Would you suggest every month? How could they break that down? Um, 
in order yeah, to it, kind of absorb it a little bit easier. Yeah. So it can, it can seem overwhelming. What I, what I would suggest is just do the high level for the year. So there's going, so obviously holiday season, right. But there may also be like summer season might be good for people or, um, you know, the, uh, after the first of the year when fitness and everything is, is, a, is a big, um, theme, right. There's, there may be different, seasons in your business that are, that are going to apply. So just like map those out in the year as like the big things. And then I would take each quarter at a time in terms of what's happening in that quarter and what the date is for whatever, um, whatever, uh, you're shooting for. So obviously Christmas is the end is the end goal here. And we reverse engineer that use that for your other quarters as well. Take that same approach, figure out what date is that you're shooting for, whatever it is that you're trying to, um, offer or sell and kind of reverse engineer, or there may be multiple things during a particular quarter. So lay those out in the quarter and then lay those out month by month and then break down your month. So just take it in chunks of time um, and and just kind of lay out the big stuff and then work uh, on the smaller pieces. And then right before the next quarter, you can sit down and you can lay out that next quarter. Awesome. Well, I know that we gave you a lot of information today, and I'm sure that some of you have probably been writing furiously, or you're going to go back and listen to this episode a few more times. I'm so glad that Dee got to come on to us today, and she obviously can't teach you in you know an hour what she has spent her entire career learning and and really um, innovating for her for her clients. But I do know that. Um, what we really talked about today and everything that she laid out and some of the ideas that we gave you is definitely going to help you guys just take a new and refreshed approach to this holiday strategy. And as she said, it can take you onward after the holiday strategy into 2018. So I'm hoping that you guys can really take what you've learned today and apply it and have a fantastic holiday and successful holiday season as well as 2018 that's coming up. So Dee, thank you of course, for coming on. And before we wrap up, I need to ask you a question that I ask everyone that comes on the show. And that is <laughs> what does influence mean to you? So influence to me really means having earned the, earned the trust and the right to inspire and impact other people's lives. Ooh, that's a good one. I love it. I love your answer. I love everybody's answers to, the, to that question. It's so fun. Um, okay, Dee, where can we find you? Where can we follow you? Where, where can we work with you if we're wanting you to be our project manager as well? How can we get to you? So you can find me at dreller.com and I'm at dreller on all social media. Awesome. Well, if you guys want to dive a little bit deeper into this conversation and, um, and really kind of 
dive dive deeper as well as kind of investigate more. That's the word that I'm looking looking for <laughs> into how this can work for you. Then definitely head over to theinfluencerpodcast.com. There I'm going to have a ton of these show notes laid out for you so you guys can really take what we've talked about today, download it, absorb it, and apply it to your holiday strategy coming up. So again, Dee, thank you so much for joining us today. And I am so excited for everyone to start knocking it out of the park with the strategies that you shared. Thank you so much, Julie. It was my pleasure. Are you ready to create your own industry-leading influence? For show notes, downloads, and action-based tips, head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com where you can find out more about this week's episode, guest, and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.